0: Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Katerina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for fabulous women just like you. I'm here to help you attract in more of what you desire in life and business, more wealth, more joy, success, confidence, soulmate clients, and all the abundance you can imagine. This podcast is all about your evolution, your evolution to becoming the woman that has all she desires. This is where you become untethered from the fears and the doubts and the limiting beliefs holding you back right now, and instead embodying the mindset, beliefs, thoughts, and actions that will bring you to your next level goals, dreams, and success. If you're ready to step into your next level confidence and fearlessly create the life and business of your dreams, then you're exactly where you're meant to be. This is where you get your weekly dose of paradigm and mindset shifting insights that will help you change the way you see yourself and all you're capable of manifesting in your life and business. So if you're ready to get started, let's begin. Hi y'all, welcome back to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I have a very special guest on today that I'm super excited to chat about. Uh, Kate Decker. She is a business and lifestyle coach. She's also known as the sparkle queen because she's very sparkly. (laughs) Um, I came across Kate in 2020 watching a summit and I have followed her ever since. And then last year I jumped into one of her programs and it was one of the best experiences of my life. It was exactly what I needed in my business, but also Kate, you're just like approach to life and your approach to business is so captivating and it's so real and you're so relatable and you're so fun to watch. Um, so i was so excited to have you on today. Welcome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for
1: having me. I'm so excited. It's so wild that you said that you met me in 2020.
0: I had no idea that it's been so long, like holy guacamole. Yes, I remember I watched you were on a summit. And I, I like watched your whole thing. And then I would watch all your live videos. I think I kind of you you know, fell out of the algorithm for a while. Or so I like, and then all of a sudden, you popped up one day again. And it was just so fun to like, Oh, right. I remember I followed her for a while. Where'd she go? <laughs> nice. I love that. I was a lurker. I wasn't I wasn't an engager. I was a lurker watching. <laughs> I think
1: it's just so great for people to also know that, that it's like some people are watching you and you will not know until two years later that they were watching you all along.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. We always want people to like work with us right away and follow us and and everything. But really like it it was two years before I actually jumped into one of your programs. I watched as you sold all the programs and launched (laughs) all the programs. I just didn't jump in until I was ready until that intuition was like, this is it right now. This is you. That's so perfect. Yeah. So tell us, so I, as I was just saying before we started, like, I love your story and what I love about you, you know, I've been in the online space for about seven years now, and I've been in the coaching space for seven years, but in the entrepreneurial world, social media has changed. The coaching industry has changed. Business has changed dramatically in seven years. Um, and what I love about you is that you're not just a highlight reel, you're you real life. Like, you don't just share the big successes, you're sharing your journey along the way. You're not pretending to be somebody else. You're not pretending to have success that you don't have. You know, like, you are showing exactly what's happening, how what it is really like to grow a business, but also what it's really like to, like, you're a lifestyle coach, how you build your lifestyle. And I think, for so long in society it's always been you know the work life balance as if work and life are separate as instead of both being a part of us and you sh- you really teach from a place and and are an example of a place of living life and running a business kind of entwined in one as as opposed to separating it out
1: yeah oh my gosh well <clears throat> there's so much i can say about that but <laughs> um So I guess a little bit about my story for those people who don't know, um, I started in the online coaching industry at the, I would call it like the very, very, very end of 2018, the beginning of 2019. And I think that one of the reasons why I am so good at putting together the life and work balance and like not necessarily seeing them as something that needs to be separate in a way, I might even want to explain it later. Um, is because I started from this deeper calling of I just want to be happy in my life. Like if I get to the end of my days, if there's one thing that I want to see when I look back over my days, is that I would be able to say I was freaking happy. I did the things, I had fun, I enjoyed myself and like that's it and from that space i started creating my business and at first i was actually talking a lot about just the joy and happiness and that's you know slowly how that sparkle and sparkle queen came about because it wasn't just like oh you know giggles and unicorns and rainbows it was that joy and sparkle with the all of the real stuff that's happening right um so i started building on that foundation and i really was convinced like in 2019 i was like okay it's going to happen this is my year i am ready like this is going to be my six-figure year and i invested in three programs i swiped the credit card on new year's eve you know in 2018 going to 2019 i'm like this is it this is my year like i'm gonna do it and then, you know, January was like a $400 month and February was like a $400 month and March was, I think, $400 month again. And then I was like, okay, it's not going as fast as I would want to, but I feel like I really need to get some accountability. I need to get a mentor. I need to get a coach. So I hired a coach in April and I hired her as I was making $400 per month and I paid Thirty-five thousand dollars for six months of coaching, which was obviously insane. And looking back on it, I have no idea where did that courage come from. Like, how did I feel so strongly, and I felt so bold and so excited and so right? Like, that was a little bit of fear, but it wasn't actually a lot of fear. I was shocked, and I'm still shocked how I did all of that. And I think this is—I just want to highlight it. Like, it just felt right. It felt. Like a desire, it felt like a pull. So that's why I did that. And, you know, six months working with that coach at the end of that, which was now September of 2019, when I was like, this is my year, it's going to be a six figure year. I just hit like $2,500 a month, the highest. And I did end up having September be like a $6,000 cash month. But Holy guacamole, was it far from my vision of six figures? And I feel like this is also the part where I love to be real about business is because just because we declare this is my year and we start doing the things and we start showing up and we give it our all and time and energy and money, right? Especially like that's the one where we're like, I spent so much money already in coaching and learning and all that stuff. Like, I know it sucks. When you're like, everyone seems to be flying past past you and you're just there and you're like, holy crap, like how is this not working still? And this is where that conviction and keep going really until it all unfolds, kicks in. And one of the things that I'm really, really proud of myself is that I didn't stop there in September and was like, okay, well, six months of coaching is done. I'm done. I haven't made the money back. I said to myself, we're going until Mm -hmm. I break through. And so I invested with that coach again in a smaller offer. I just still wanted to be in her world. And I wanted to have that accountability and wanted to have that coaching. And I kept going. And then I had a 15K month and I had another like a 7K month or something. And I ended 2019 with $42,000, not six figures. But not bad considering how long I was making just $400 per month. Yeah. And then when 2020 kicked in, it was actually not only my first six figure year, but it was my multiple six figure year. We ended 2020 with $200,000 cash. Wow. Which is insane, right? It was the second year of me as a coach. And this just really goes to show that when we keep the course and we keep going like it 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 is going to compound it is going to add on but what i see a lot of people doing and i totally get it is that stop and go they -hmm. decide they're motivated they're excited and they're like okay i'm gonna keep going and then when it's not kicking in within the three months six months nine months they start questioning themselves they start completely changing their plan they start completely revamping everything rather than you know stay with it and keep going and keep building it the way that they want to so i don't know where i was going with that but that's the one part of my story that feels very very real and i see people struggle with this a lot and i just want to be the example of yeah i wasn't the fastest cookie in the oven i wasn't an overnight success like it didn't happen right away even though now people look at me as like oh my gosh you like everything happened so fast and like, yeah, looking back on it, it feels like it happened so fast. But when I was in it, it felt like it was taking freaking forever. Yeah. And I always was building the business with the joy and fun and the sustainability in the forefront. Like I work maybe, well, now I would say maybe five hours per day. It usually fluctuates between four to six hours. I don't work long hours But Mm -hmm. when I do, I just do the things and it's like, bam, 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 bam. And now I'm done because it's so important for me to have my business work with my family Mm -hmm. and with what I want to be doing. And if that is sitting on the couch and watching Emily in Paris, I'm going to do that. You know,
0: (laughs) I'm watching it right now. I won't tell you what happens.
1: (laughs) Don't tell me because I have to wait for my husband to be available. But
0: yeah. But I think you bring up a good point because... You know, we live in a hustle culture, right? We live in the the culture of you have to work hard. And this has been one of the hardest, hardest mindset shifts for me. That I do not have to be chained to my desk for eight hours working my butt off. But I think what the beauty of like the way you did it is that there are people out there that hustle, hustle, hustle to have the fast success right? But that's not maintainable. And they get the fast success and then they're burnt out. And it didn't give them the life they desired because the life they desired was this... Whenever I talk to women that want to start businesses, it's always, I want the time freedom. I want the financial freedom. I want the creativity freedom. I want more time with my family. I want to have more fun. I want to do the things I want to do. And then they get into business and they're like, I've got work and I got to work and I got to work and I got to sacrifice my family time. And all of a sudden they might hit the success. And then they're like, well it didn't give me what I wanted. Well, you didn't create it the way you wanted to. You wanted the fast you fast success as opposed to the foundation that looks like the life you want to have. And I know that was my problem in business is that, I sacrificed my life for years and it was, and I didn't actually, I wasn't actually successful because I was doing things I didn't want to do that weren't, didn't feel good for me because I wanted the result. I wanted the result. I wanted the result. I got, Oh, this isn't working. Let me change and try this because I need the result. Now I need the result now. And it was not fun. It didn't give me any time. I lost precious time with family and friends. I had no life whatsoever. I was completely stressed out. I was gaining weight. I mean, I was a mess because I'm like, I need the success now. And yet it wasn't bringing me the life I wanted. And it's, it's a pattern that I see when women start, you know, start their businesses.
1: Yeah. And I'll be honest, it's really hard because my husband, he he is a pilot in the military. So he works really hard and really long hours. And, you know, sometimes he would be like on the road for like 24 hours a day. And it was really tough for me to be the one who's like, I just like worked for four hours and then I went for a walk.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah
1: right and especially before I was making that money there was like I don't have anything to show for it I didn't have something to justify my free time or my creativity time with that and I feel like this is where a lot of us struggle it's because we're like well I can slow down once I have something to show for it but because I'm not making money I really need to spend all of my time doing this and I need to be completely you know glued to my desk and what we need to realize is that the work that we are doing right now especially as coaches as mentors as content creators as influencers because we're all of that at once it's a creative work it's not putting numbers from one you know column to the to the other this is creative work your content is creative work your coaching is creative work so we do need that mental space to be able to be creative you know like today I had a great idea for a post because I went for a run.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And a lot of times people ask me like, oh my gosh, Kate, how do you come up with all of these amazing metaphors in your coaching? How do you come up with these stories? How do you come up with these, you know, examples that you teach through? And my answer is always, I live.
0: Live. Yeah.
1: Super- I live and I live what I teach, right? Because it's not just I go and I check out and I just watch I'm in Paris. Although I might do that as well, but I go for that run and I push myself and I'm, I'm coaching myself through it. Right. Or I talk to my husband who's a runner and I let him coach me through it. Or I cook something and I'm thinking about like, I I just like, I'm always kind of thinking about things that I do, but it's because I desire to be that person. Right. It's not like it's part of my job. It's both my life. I want to be the best version of myself the healthiest, the wealthiest, the most successful, the happiest. And so of course, I'm applying those teachings. And I'm applying them anywhere and everywhere. So then I have tons of examples that I can share when I talk about business or when I talk about money or when I talk about anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I saw a post from Gary Vee once and he was like, people ask me how I come up with the content. And he's like, my whole life is content. He's like, I don't just sit and create content. He's like, I live, and it, it's from everything I do becomes content. Whether it's he's doing a video or he's out living life, it all becomes content. And it it's it's it takes a, it's like building a muscle. It's building a muscle and allowing yourself the space. Because I think we forget that like you need the space to one embody the work that you're doing right? Like you can't just have a mindset shift, get over the fear, start doing something you've never done before, like start a business and think that if you're just focusing on the business, you're going to become that person. No, it has to become who you are. And that means you have to go out and live and do it and, and be you as the person that does it. But I think also like, it's, it's just like a muscle that like you have to, we're not, we're not, we don't go, we haven't, I mean, content creation is fairly new if you think about it, right? Like we weren't born content creators. We also weren't born being able to talk about our gifts and our skills, especially when you come from a nine to five world where it's like, this is your job description. This is what you do. And all of a sudden you're starting a business from your, your internal natural gifts and knowledge and skills and talents that we have not been honed to talk about. And that's like another piece of like becoming an entrepreneur is all of a sudden it's about you. It's not just a job. It's literally you creating something to bring to the world. You got to get comfortable talking about it. But it also means you have to be comfortable being you. And the only way to be comfortable being you is to actually be you and go out and do the things you love and to do more of the things you love, do the hobbies, travel, you know, read the books that you love. Like that's the only way to get to know you. And I think that's where the content creation comes because then you can connect. Oh, I know who I am to, oh, this is what I share with the world. And then it becomes content because you're just more uh, fluent in your own language.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I do want to add to that because just kind of chuckling here. Um, It's also okay to go through like a bazillion um, identity crises. It's (laughs) normal, it's okay. I still sometimes have like a freak out of like, Who the heck am I? What do I stand for? What do I do? What do I do with people? What do I do for people? Like, it's normal to sometimes get this moment of like confusion of like, I don't know who I am. It doesn't mean that you cannot show up. It doesn't mean that you cannot be successful. It doesn't mean that people are not going to buy from you. If you have a temporary moment of like, who am I? But just start tapping into like, okay, what is important to me? What do I stand for? Right? What do I value? And for me, it always, No matter how confused I can get about myself, it always comes back to, I want to be happy and I want to be the best version of myself. And if I don't have any other answers, that's perfect because then I can help other people how to become the best versions of themselves in whatever they want to become the best versions of themselves, right? So it gets to be really, really simple when we start paying attention to like, what actually makes me happy? What do I like? What do I enjoy? What do I care about? And what do I not? Because even like in the coaching industry, it has become kind of a trend that we need to talk about anything and everything and everything that's happening in politics and religion and everywhere. And we do when we don't. I think it's important to speak up sometimes, but I also think it's important to speak up about all the things that matter to you and be okay with sometimes not speaking up. I'm not the biggest fan of people who don't speak about anything because if we have a platform and we have a voice and we yeah. can help people, I think it's important and valuable. But also like we don't have to have an, the perfect opinion on everything. Yeah. And I feel like for me, that has been, or has been, that was one of my fears of like, oh, what if I speak about certain things and people don't like me? Well, then I don't speak about the things that I'm not willing to put my hand into fiber for, whether mm-hmm. that is politics or that's business, right? So like when we are like, there is million truths, especially when it comes to like business or health coaching, or I don't know, love coaching, anything, really any type of coaching, any type of entrepreneurship, like People, you can find people from both sides of what's the right way, what's the right thing to do. But when we find what is the right thing for us, that works for us, we will call in the right people for that. And sure, there will be people who disagree, but that doesn't matter because they are not, you know, our people. They're not for us. And that thing maybe didn't work for them, but it doesn't mean it's not going to work for you. So it's just really finding out, like, who you are, what you're about, what you believe in, what do you stand for what's the right way for you and then just kind of go with it.
0: Yeah. It gets to be that simple too. And it really does get to be about what are you passionate about? What it what can you talk about all day long? What do you what's so important to you? I think, you know, it's so funny when you when you start a business, you know, it's a big, it's a big jump, right? It's totally different than having a job. And it's there's a lot of nerves. But you always start with like the simplest thing, which is like your why for wanting to start it. Like for me, it was always, I worked in the nonprofit world and you would think, oh, I made an impact on people, but I wanted a direct impact. I was so tired of being like 10 people removed from seeing anybody get any result. I was like, no, I want to help people. And then when I realized I wanted to help women start their own businesses, build their confidence to do that, it, that that's why. And it's like, We sometimes get so deep into or start the wheels in motion on building the business that we disconnect from the why and we think we need all these other things. And yet it always comes down to the why, your gifts, your talents, what you know about it, why, you know, your own story around it. It, That's what people, I remember, this is a funny story because this is so naive of me, but also uh, it worked. I remember starting my coaching business and be like, I'm going to create a website and everybody's going to find me from my website. And so I create this website. I I think the only pages I had on there were like my one-on-one services about and home. That was it. And my story went on how, how I how was miserable at my job and how I thought I could never be happy. I could never find joy and how I started my business, whatever. Do you know people found me from the way I didn't have it anywhere else? I wasn't on social media yet with it. And people found me somehow. I don't know how I got client after client, but it was just like, it was that simple. And why did they hire me? Every single one, I heard your story and that's what I wanted. I heard, I read your story, and that's what I wanted. But then I made it complicated. Then I'm like, then I have to be on all social media platforms and then I have to find and people are like, what do you, problem do you solve and this and your niche, and the niche killed me my business like the niche was like I mean (laughs) it was like dead in the water for two years and I was like oh my gosh it really was about when I started I had just such a passion for it I was as green as anything but it really does come down to what you're passionate about how you want to help people and that speaks for itself yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah i love it i um, like yeah okay. I think we oftentimes we, we forget like how powerful our story is right and like majority of people start coaching any type of coaching again because of what they've been through mm-hmm. and that alone like if we if we just did that and help people to create their own version of that story that they won, like that's more than enough, right? And that's why I believe that we always attract the right people. If we are speaking from our hearts, if we're talking about what we've been through, what we are the embodiment of, because like, then we were just like this giant magnet, and yeah, we can attract people even through a website. Like, there are so many mysterious ways that clients found me, I cannot even tell you like just people completely out of the blue wanting to work with me and I'm like I don't even know where it came from like what's what's just happening. Like Facebook business page isn't even like a thing. I don't even use it. And I've had so many clients come through like my Facebook business page because they found me and I'm like, what in the world? But (laughs) the people who want to find you, they will always find you.
0: Well and I think it also is like we're always co-creating with the universe and the universe already knows who needs you. And I think we forget that part. We we're, we want to attach to that how. I did this thing and that's how people came. I did it like evidence. It works. I'm doing this effort and it works. But the universe is always like, okay, this person's ready for you and like moves them to a place where they can find you. And sometimes I, none of my clients have ever come from Instagram and I spend most of my time on Instagram. None of them have ever come from, they've come from podcasts. They've come from people I know. They come from random Google searches. They come from blog posts I've put out like seven years ago. (laughs) It just never comes like, and it's, I've learned in seven years, it's none of my business where they come from. None of my business, how they find me.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, like just because they are not coming from Instagram doesn't mean that they're not gonna. Right. But that's why we want to also spend place like the way that we want it. Right. It comes back again to that joy and fun. It I do want to highlight this. It's important to do the work. It's important to show up. It's important to like, be like, Hey, I'm here Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and share the content and like, you know, put ourselves out there so that there is something to be found when people find us. But it's also so important i just lost my train of thought <laughs> to make it <laughs> fun
0: have fun that we have fun
1: yes yeah, <laughs> that so we spend the time on the platforms and the places that we enjoy ourselves like i i have for example so many people tell me like oh my gosh you should be on tiktok you should be on tiktok and i'm like i just don't feel the pull to it right now like it feels too much too overwhelming i am loving instagram and that's where my clients come from right, right. and for you, it's like, oh, my clients never came from Instagram. And it's just, we get to do the things that we love, that we enjoy. We still need to stretch ourselves to try some new things to figure out if that's maybe something new that we're going to love. And we still need to show up and do the work, but we don't need to be sitting there and calculating how the client is going to come or how this post is going to perform. And then the person comes, like, it's a beautiful co-creation, as you as you said, of that doing and the being and letting go so that the universe can orchestrate it for us.
0: Yeah, the receiving part, like we're kind of giving in the doing. I mean, especially as entrepreneurs, no matter what it is, I mean, I have a lot of creative people, right? You're doing your art, you're putting it out there, you're sharing your gifts with the world, it's out there. But then like, that's the giving, and then you get to receive it. And I think we block the receiving by staying in the doing energy for so long and that I've got to keep showing up, got to keep showing up. We don't actually leave space for people to come to us and have space to receive them because we're still like giving, giving, giving. And I think it's interesting because like, you know, it's holiday time now. We're about to all give and receive gifts. Like, I get so uncomfortable receiving gifts, even from family. Like my mom sent me all of, because I can't go home for Christmas. She sent me boxes of gifts and I put them under the tree and it made, I couldn't believe, like I was really aware of how uncomfortable receiving is. And that has been a struggle in my business because I have been the giver. And like, it's like a relationship. Like you gotta be the giver and the receiver
1: in order for it to work. Oh my gosh, yes, that's like a matter huge thing. Um honestly teaching on receiving is one of my favorite things because it trips people up and they're like, wait, what? This is supposed to feel good, this is supposed to feel comfortable. And like that's the thing. And I and I love you know the Christmas time and you talking about the gifts because anytime gifts show up on my and my front door, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Right. And like my mom also sent me like a huge box of gifts, and there was zero discomfort. There was zero guilt. There was zero anything. And I'm like, damn, this feels so freaking good. And it's because sometimes, especially I would say as women, we just put this role of like, no, 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 no. I am saving everyone. I am in charge of everyone. So I'm going to be the one who's giving everywhere. And it's not okay for me to receive unless. I am not capable of taking care of myself, then maybe I will allow someone to take care of me. And that's just so the opposite of the feminine energy. And I think a lot of times also we think that if we, it's not okay to receive because it would mean something bad about us. It would mean that we cannot take care of ourselves. It would mean that we're not good enough. It would mean that we're not smart enough, that we are not capable enough. And when we actually find that internal validation like no I'm actually very capable. No, I'm actually really, really good. I can take care of myself. No, I like, I don't need anything, anyone to tell me that I'm smart, that I'm pretty, that I'm good, like I am, it's so much easier than to receive because we're not creating these weird meanings in our heads. So when we find that internal validation, then even that receiving is going to become more natural and and truth to be told, like I love giving gifts, but when I see when I see people getting excited, like my sister, she's the best receiver. I want to give her everything. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna buy her ten more things. Yeah. And when I see people like my parents, well, most of my dad was just kind of like, oh, okay. Then I'm like, you know what? Next time, I'm giving you nothing, because. Yeah. That's the energy, right? And the same way, I always think to myself: like, if someone's giving me something, how do I want them to also feel? If yeah. even if they don't see me, right? Do I want to be the the receiver that's excited, that's happy, and just receiving it unconditionally, like there's no strings attached? Or am I going to be that annoying receiver that people are like, not going to give you anything anymore because yeah. you don't even like you're not even accepting this? Yeah, right? I'm not grateful. So. Yes. Yes. And it's not about not being grateful. It's just that there's this rejecting energy that then turns us off. And so every time that I receive something or just started, you know, long time ago, I started practicing like, thank you more, please. Thank you. More please. <laughs> <love And> that. <laughs> even though at first it felt li- really weird, it changed how I feel about receiving. It changed how I felt about getting things.
0: Yeah. And I think what I meant by grateful is like, it appears to the other person, you're not grateful for it. Because I've had those people that I know, like the gift, but they didn't show it. And it does come across as like, not grateful for the gift. you not like, like the questioning of what is it? What do you, what energy are you putting on this gift that I just gave? I was, you know, thought of you when I saw it and (laughs) I'm giving it to you. Yeah, it's like and the universe doesn't want to keep giving you more and more stuff if you're just going to be like that wasn't good enough. That wasn't uh, that wasn't enough. That wasn't oh, that was okay, but that wasn't what I really wanted. Like it's like the worst birthday party ever <laughs> you go to and everybody gives the kid a gift and like they're like that's our oh, oh, that's nice, but I really wanted something I know. else. <laughs> yeah, it's kind yeah. of awkward, too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. what would you so, you know, you have been like such if you know I, I encourage everybody to follow you on instagram because you really do show your life not just your business like you just came back from a trip from bali um and i loved following like that journey which is again an, uh, a great example of you went you traveled you love to travel but it was also such an awakening experience for you and you allowed it to be what it was going to be as hard as the days were sometimes and uh, <laughs> things that unexpectedly happened or whatever like You allowed life to be life and, but still be in your business. And to, to like make this beautiful, I think it's so hard for us to think, to allow ourselves that it gets to be fun is really hard because in our culture for hundreds of years, it wasn't allowed to be fun. Work was work and work wasn't meant to be fun. And you're doing it wrong if you're having fun and you shouldn't be making money if you're having fun. But life, like life, just wants to give to you when you're having fun. It doesn't want to give to you when you're not having fun. It really wants you to just enjoy life. Like abundance of money and experiences is about is what life is about. It's it's the limitlessness, and it really does come in the fun than it does in the work.
1: Yeah. Well, I think. It's like, you know, watching the pot is not going to make it go any faster. And I feel like a lot of times when we are um, in our business, we're like there with our phone and watching it. Did someone sign up? Did someone sign up? Did someone sign up? Right. And we're like watching it. And from an energetical perspective, like if we are in this energy of like pressure and stress and like it needs to happen, like I'm going to will it to existence, then that's again, that's like very forceful energy and there's no receiving in it that's not energy of receiving that's energy of force and pushing and and neediness and all of that stuff so that's not very hot for the universe if you will but when we actually focus on living our life and you know like do the work and then go live go have fun go travel or whatever then we're in much more relaxed state, we're in the open state, we're in the state of like, anything could happen right now. And we allow actually that energy to come through and people feel it and they want to, you know, be around us. And as we were talking about the story, like a lot of the reasons why um, I have hired mentors wasn't because they had certain results, it was because they had the life that I wanted right? They had the celebrations, they had the parties, they had the family events. Some of them were traveling and all that stuff. And that's also a lot of times where some people hire me because they're like, oh my gosh, you travel so much. Like I want this to be part of my life. And the trip to Bali honestly was the hardest thing I've ever done. I would say thus far. Um, Bali was amazing and beautiful, but boy, I was slapped left and right (laughs) like every day with things that I had to face. And I was there alone. It was my very first trip to, you know, Asia, if you will. I've been everywhere to Europe. I've been everywhere in the US, but I haven't gone there. And it was just so freaking different. And I knew that. And I would say like, I was ready, but boy, I was still not ready. And I was so beautiful because I got to show people like, you know what? This is sucky. And this is what I'm doing with this. And this, this is how I get slapped again in my face here, metaphorically, and this is what I'm doing. And this is how I'm thinking about it. And Mm -hmm. I kind of show the entire journey of all of that shit and crap and everything that went wrong. And that was so much of it. And then how I led myself through it that at the end of that trip, because I was there for a month, like I was like complete and ready to leave, but also so sad because I felt so good and so at home. And that was not my experience for the first two and a half weeks at all whatsoever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I love sharing both of those sides because I think our life, like how we do one thing, that's how we do a lot of things. So how we approach the challenges in our life is a lot of times how we approach the challenges in our business.
0: Yeah. And I think it's remembering that like it's a great example of showing there's always a duality. There's always a good and a bad at the same time. Like if you experience a bad there's always a good to it. Right? There's always another side. You can you can have a you can have 0 dollars in your bank account and still have the greatest experiences, right? Have the greatest day of your life. Like you can still go on a trip that you've been dreaming about for years, have some crappy experiences but still enjoy it and still appreciate it. And I think in business, you know, you brought up the point, you know, early on, like people get hung up by it's not working, but it could not be working the way you expect it to work, but still be working in your favor, right? And it's it's being able to see that. I think that that's the best gift I ever learned when I became an entrepreneur Is that if you stop looking for how it's not working it and see how it is working for you in some way, just not how you expected it to work. And you can hold both the dualities of this sucks, but this is also awesome at the same time, or this might be going bad over here in my relationships, but my business is going great. Like you can hold both at the same time and the same thing with like, you can hustle for five hours a day, but still enjoy life at the same time. Like you can do both, it doesn't have to be either or. And I think, I, th- I wish more people could understand that and hold that and and learn to, I mean, it's it took me years to understand it. It took me years to embody it. And it's, it's one of those muscles that you never actually strengthen perfectly that every time you get hit upside the head <laughs> with something. Yeah. You know, you have to remember, oh, wait, there's there. I can also see good in this or something else at the same time.
1: Yeah. And I do want to add to that is one of my favorite sentences is, you know, XYZ is happening. So now what? It's like, okay, this is really shitty. So now what?
0: Right. Because a lot
1: of times we're like, oh, this is really shitty. I don't know. And we just kind of want to hide and fall apart and I don't know what. But that's not going to help anyone. It's not helping you. It's not helping anyone. It's not helping the situation. It's not helping you feel any better anytime soon. But when we just kind of see it without all the detachment, it's like, okay, this is really shitty. So now what? Who do I want to be? How do I want to approach this? Because a lot of times people blame circumstances and I get it. Some circumstances are just really hard. Literally this year was the hardest year in forever for me. But the only way I was able to go through and enjoy the duality without trying to look for what's good necessarily, but like just kind of go with that was because I was like, okay, this is really hard. So, now what? Who do I want to be? How do I want to face this? Maybe I can change the circumstances. I can change that I don't have the international driver's license here in Bali and I cannot rent a scooter. I can change that, you know, someone's building a building right outside of my beautiful view that was supposed to be beautiful. Like, there are things that we cannot change. So, now what? Who do I choose to be? How do I want to approach this? Mm. And it will change our entire trajectory. And I don't actually even look for things that are great when i'm in the shits because i'm like this is it this is this is what it is and this is where i am and i know that there are good things in my life and i sometimes let myself feel a little shitty and then i do the okay so now what and then the other things like we get to be like it's okay like The duality, I just want to add to that. Like, I feel like a lot of times we don't allow ourselves to feel also happy when something is shitty because we fear that it would take away from the seriousness of it. And we can navigate someone dying in our family and being heartbroken and so sad. And I, ah, just like, it feels so heavy and so hard. And also at the same time, we can celebrate that something is going amazing and it doesn't take away from the pain. It doesn't diminish it. It doesn't make it that you're, a bad person like it's okay we as humans we are built to feel those emotions naturally like we don't need to look for them they are there if we allow
0: them yeah we can
1: be going through the toughest storm and the best thing and it's okay there's no guilt or shame yeah. necessary
0: yeah i think that's such a great point because we do judge our emotions and we we do i mean i lost my grandmother in the, in july the end of july like a week and a half before going to Florida and you know for for vacation with my family and you know and same time of having to buy a new car like it was all this happened at once and it was like I got to grieve her but I also got to go have fun and remember her with the family together and still be okay with having fun because the kids didn't know she passed away kids didn't understand that they just wanted to have fun and got to be both and and that's one of the hard, greatest examples of like, you can grieve. And it, it was moments of like, I don't judge when I'm really sad. Like the other day, I was like, I realized I'm not getting a Christmas card from her this year. Like, and I was like, I got all these Christmas cards in the mail and I just sort of crying. And I'm like, you know what? But I can go take every Christmas card I saved since I was born from her and make a scrapbook. And I could take this moment of remembering her, but allow myself to grieve it. and But also do something good with the grief at the same time. Um, But I think not judging ourselves, not judging ourselves when things, things are not going to go right in your business. End of story. (laughs) It is is a given. It is going to be shitty sometimes and things are going to go. But I love the now what, right? So nobody signed up for your your masterclass. Nobody signed up for your program. Go cry about it. It's fine. Go cry. Have the emotions. Feel it. And then what? You know, do you, you do it again? You know, and then what? What did it feel good? Did it not feel good? Is there something that you really wanted to do instead that you didn't do? Do you want to get back on the horse and try this again? Like, you know, you get to cry. You, I've cried many a time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nobody signed <up. laughs> i such a failure. But then I think that's the difference between people quitting because it didn't have the expected result versus people that did. And now what?
1: Yes. Yeah. Every yeah. single entrepreneur has cried more than more times than they can probably count on their way to success. And it's okay. And it's just a part of it as it is part of our life. Yeah, Sometimes you cry.
0: Well, and those people that are successful, they also have failures at the same time. I mean, I've seen people say that make millions that are like, and that program didn't sell anything. You know, like I got my millions and I launched something and nobody bought it. Like, it's just part of, it's part of the evolution. Part of the process, yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> but what is one or two tips you can share for those new entrepreneurs out there that are getting on the train or are feeling overwhelmed or trying to figure it out and you know maybe falling into the trap of hustling and sacrificing so much for their business? yeah, tips you have
1: so I think the first one would be. Look at your current circumstances because I know that a lot of entrepreneurs when they're starting, they have a full-time job. You might have a newborn or three kids or I don't know. Look at those circumstances and accept that they are what they are and the fact that you have the desire to build this business because if you desire it, it must be available. And God, universe, angels, higher power, whatever you believe in, that whole entity isn't an asshole. That would give you a desire that's unattainable with where you are in your life right now. So take that as the truth. I desire it, therefore, it must be available. If I desire it, it must be available. So there must be a way to build my business successfully within these circumstances.
0: Mm.
1: And when you take that, you will start seeing the options and the ways how to do it. And then Pair that with the values, right? With what do you, like, how do you actually want your business to be right now with the circumstances that you have? It will change over the time, maybe when you don't have to have that full-time job or when your kids are in daycare or you can afford childcare or I don't know what else, right? But like, have the vision of like in an ideal world, how would you want your business to be and commit to that. To keep going that way and building that way until you make it. Mm -hmm. Until you break through. I know it can be so hard, but put your blinders on. Commit to it and just go in that direction. And you might find out along the way that you don't know how to do social media. Go by a course maybe you notice like oh crap i'm like uh, repeating the same mistakes over and over again get a mentor they will call you on it and you will go faster right you might notice like oh shoot this schedule doesn't work with me change it up but it's like if there is a way for you to be highly 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 successful and it may not unfold the way that you expected but just go one step at a time and see what do you need in that moment to get better to keep going to keep moving
0: forward Mm. so I think those would be the two biggest things I think that's such a breath of fresh air, like meet yourself where you are. And I did not do this. This was the biggest mistake I made. I had a full-time job. I also had another massage and wellness business and I was trying to build my coaching business, but not in reality. I wasn't in reality of, I had a dog to take care of a brand new house. I had full-time job that I was working 40 hours a week. Plus I was working nights and weekends in my massage and wellness business. And I was trying to build the coaching business. One, I put expectations on myself to have this wildly successful coaching business on like, you know, four hours a week of work, you know, like, and and that was, I wasn't, I wasn't honoring my life as it was or building it to meet the schedule that I needed or the limitations that I had, or I was trying to do it as if I had no job and no business and no dog and no responsibilities. Yeah. Yeah, meet yourself where you are. Exactly. And I do want to say like you can
1: be wildly successful even with just four hours per week, but it's just going to look differently where you put your energy and where you don't and how you go about things. And a lot of things in that is just being efficient and really doing only the things that are productive and ditch everything else or outsource everything else. So yeah, that's just such a great point there. Yeah. That was great. I think that's like the the
0: best the best advice ever <laughs> and it's such a simple advice you know it's so so simple. I think it's also having the expectation that it may not happen overnight like it's baby steps and I think we want overnight success especially when you want to leave a nine to five job and you're desperate to leave there's that but the desperate desperate energy is never going to fuel your business it's it's gonna repel your business. Yeah. yeah. So having patience, patience is a virtue in business. <laughs> oh, this was so great. I love this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. Like you just, I love that you're just so honest and true. And like, you know, sharing the truth, as opposed to trying to do the highlight reel all the time, or, you know, you just, you're real about it. And that's refreshing. And I think we need more of that more to hear more of those stories and more of that perspective on how to build a life that we love.
1: Thank you. I'm so happy that I was able to be here. And this was a lovely conversation.
0: Yes. So let everybody know where they can find you.
1: Yeah. So mostly on Instagram, that's where I'm hanging out the most. at XOKDecker. And then I have a Facebook group. It's uh, called the Sparkle Society for Coaches, Creatives, and High Achievers.
0: Love it. I love it. And I'll put all those links down in the uh, description. Awesome. Thank you all for joining us. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Hi there, ever wonder what it would be like to eliminate the overwhelm, to stop feeling like you have to do all the things to have a successful business, to stop second guessing what you should do next in order to attract in clients and build the momentum in your business? What would it feel like to stop constantly feeling like the actions you're taking towards your goals aren't working or to stop wasting time thinking you aren't good enough or you don't know enough that everyone else knows this secret formula that you're missing? What if instead you could learn a powerful method to lead yourself to success? A method that will allow you to love the work you are doing in your life and business, that ignites your momentum and your confidence every single day, and to create an aligned quarterly business plan so you can see how all your actions are leading you where you want to be and connecting you to that future version of you who is leading the life and business you deeply desire. If this sounds amazing, to you i want to invite you to join me for the ignite your mindset and momentum in your business 90 minute live workshop you can choose from two separate dates to attend april 19th or april 25th in this workshop we'll be using the becoming quarterly journal and planner to ignite your momentum and mindset so you achieve your next level goals and dreams this year to find out more about the workshop click the link in the description of this podcast i look forward to seeing you there